Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to the good news with Angie Austin. Now, with the good news, here's Angie. Angie Austin here with good news, along with my Aunt Ginny visiting from Virginia for two weeks and also my mom, Shirley, and we are going to talk about some of their favorite uh, memories. Hello, Mom. Hi, Angie. And hello, Aunt Ginny. Hi, Angie. <laughs> All right, so let's start with you, Aunt Ginny. Um, I know that you and my mom talk every day on the phone, and sometimes it's a short call, other times a long t- call, and mom loves to talk about the past, and so I know you guys share a lot of memories because you're the last person, uh, you two are the, la- you know, the last person for her to talk to. You two are the last left in your immediate family. And so let's start with you, Aunt Ginny. What are some of your fond memories from, you know, Thanksgiving past? Well, I think of the last time I was here was in 2017, and we had Thanksgiving dinner at the house, and then we went up to the YMCA of the Rockies which is just gorgeous. And it was interesting. We attended um, a talk by um, an impersonator of President Teddy Roosevelt. And this man was blind, but he had his history down pat. And that was fascinating. Um, There was another speaker that talked about um, the founding of the Forest Service following Uh, a huge forest fire in Idaho and across the Northwest. And um, we saw wildlife. We saw the deer and the elk and the the magpies. It was just gorgeous. It was was chilly, um, but it was sunny and and very pleasant. Uh, So I'd say that that's one of the big memories that I have. You know, and I think about, uh, you know, you coming so many years uh, to see us, and it has been about five since you were last year. But that one, um, there's another, I remember that speaker specifically, because I went and saw him another time. And he works up there, and you're right, he is blind, and he puts on the outfit and the glasses, and he has it down. And it's like you're listening to Teddy Roosevelt, and he's got the speech, and, you know, it's just fascinating. And we've seen another guy up there, and I don't know if he comes back very often, but he is like a mountain man. And he's dressed like a mountain man, and he talks about, uh, you know, his his experiences and, uh, you know, trading, uh, you know, pelts and going up and down rivers and... uh, and how hard it was to survive the winters. And then little Faith at the time, the first time we saw him, she raised her hand and she's like, how, uh, wh- how have you taken care of yourself to live so long? <laughs> That's too cute. That is too cute. <laughs> she thought he was a real mountain man. I loved it. I love to go up to YMCA the Rockies. It's great we promote that because that that is one of my favorite places in the world to go. And uh, maybe we'll look into even going while you're here visiting because it's so beautiful up there. Um, Mom, how about you? I know you have a lot of uh, childhood memories, uh, good and bad. That you know, but uh, and then also from our childhood or my childhood, I remember having a lot of really great meals. You've cooked. Thanksgiving how, dinner, how many years? You're still doing it at 80. So how many Thanksgiving dinners do you think you've cooked? How many years? Well, from the time I was married at 18, 
until now to do the math. It's it's a it's a few. Yeah, my goodness, sixty-two. Wow. Yeah, so this might be your 63rd this year because we're cooking again at home. And we actually prefer that to going out. I think we've gone out a couple of times and done like the Brown Palace or something, you know, really nice uh, or even eaten up at YMC the Rockies. But we usually do our own meal here first and then head up there. So uh, that's cool. All right. So how about you, Mom? How about some of your fond Thanksgiving memories? Well, a lot of the Thanksgiving dinners that I remember the most were after we moved to South Dakota in 1950 and lived with relatives. And there was a lot of family there. And so the Thanksgiving dinners were big deals Uh with a lot of people. And uh, it was usually either Aunt Catherine or Aunt Lucy that had these big meals. And everybody would bring something. And just everything would go together, and we'd have a big old day and just eat, eat, eat. And that was your dad's side of the family, even though he was not really in your lives. He was estranged from the family. His family really kind of picked up where he left off, and so you guys spent a lot of time with them. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah, these were two of his older sisters that did did all this entertaining, Aunt Lucy and uh, Aunt Catherine. And Aunt Lucy took care of all of us for a while. All and then four we kids. To go Catherine, yeah. But uh, their their dinners, their Thanksgiving dinners, were definitely Thanksgiving. Now I remember. I remember your yeah. your mother, Aunt Ginny, was very close to Grandma Dora, uh, my mom, Shirley, and Aunt Ginny's mother, my grandmother. She wasn't the warm and fuzzy type. She probably was with Aunt Ginny, but not so much with me. And so, but I do remember um, she'd always make rolls. And she wasn't much of a cook, your mom, but she made really heavenly rolls. And she was so healthy. One thing I really admired about her, until the day, speaking of health, until the day she went to the hospital when she basically went in the hospital and died shortly thereafter, she was still walking every single day. And, you know, I love to walk and I love to garden. And those are the two things that she liked to do that I feel we have a little bit of kinship with. But uh, she had, I remember we were um, putting the blankets up on her in the hospital bed. And I hadn't seen her in a long time because we, we got in a little tiff and I came to visit her when she went in the hospital and, uh, uh, two two things really stand out in my mind. That one's kind of funny, but I remember her calves were so muscular because she was still walking right until she went to the hospital. And I mean, walking like long walks by herself, where she would stay in shape at you know seventy nine, almost eighty. And then I said to her, I had written her a few times because we got in an argument about my mom, and uh, and it was something trivial, but uh, we got an argument about my mom's picture not being in the living room. And my grandma was very conscious of looks and weight because she always stayed trim and worked really hard to stay trim. And she didn't, and this was my version of the dispute that she didn't think mom looked that good because she was really overweight at the time. It didn't have a picture of her up. And she had a picture of me when I was like two or whatever. And I got mad at grandma. Grandma got mad at me. We told each other off, blah, blah, blah. We didn't talk for a long time. I graduated from college. I left. Uh, 
and went to um, work at NBC in L.A. And then I wrote to her a few times because she's a Christian. I'm a Christian. I believe in forgiveness. And she never wrote me back. So this is what my grandma, this is how tough my grandma was. And again, Aunt Ginny had a warm, loving relationship with grandma. Mine was a little chillier. So I said to her in the hospital, I've come to see her from L.A. This is in Atlanta, uh, Roswell. And I said, "Uh, Grandma, I, you know, I wrote to you. No, she said, I should have written you back when you wrote to me, but your penmanship was just so horrible. And I started to laugh. I said, Grandma, I work in TV news. I type everything, so my penmanship doesn't really matter. But that, to me, Aunt Ginny, was quintessential grandma. Like, she was not having that bad penmanship. And she's right. I have some pretty bad bad penmanship. But she apologized for not writing me back. Uh, uh, (sighs) All I can say is grown. <laughs> she she was a character, and I, I loved your relationship with her. Um, as far as memories uh, 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 from your childhood, any fun ones or food memories or favorite things from, or Christmas, Aunt Ginny, for that matter? Well, South Dakota um, was a big period of time in my life, and we were there um, from 1950 to 1955. And most of the family times that I really remember were when I was living with my Aunt Catherine and Uncle Pete and and their family. And as Shirley mentioned, um, Aunt Lucy and Aunt Catherine were the ones that um, we'd get together at one house one weekend and the other house the other weekend. Nice. And so lot of family around. Um, so that was my second family. And uh, I still, I've had recent contact with one of those cousins. He's the only one that's really surviving. Um, there were five children that survived uh, from that family. And now, now there's only one cousin. And he was the next, he's eight, I think, eight years older than I am. So we've sort of lost touch, too. But um, they were very good to me. Yeah, you really, the the relatives really did come out and support. I know eventually you ended up back with your family, but many years spent with extended relatives on your dad's side. Uh, And uh, I know you're all really, you know, the family members are all very grateful for the care that they gave the four kids. Now, what about um, what you're thankful for? We know, Mom, we usually go around the table, you know, this to Aunt Ginny, and talk about what we're thankful for this time of year. And I always joke, Mom, that if you are complaining or mad about anything, whenever we do the thankful, the gratitude list, it really get put, it really turns your day around. You, like you really snap to it, and then you you get into the whole what you're grateful for uh, and forget what you're irritated about. So I, I used to tell the kids on the way to school if Grandma gets angry about something, ask her, tell her you want to do your gratitude list, and then you do yours, and she'll do hers, and it always turns your mood around. So what do you um, what are you grateful for? Okay, the the thing that comes up more than anything else is. Not Thanksgiving, but the summer after we moved to South Dakota, after school was out, our dad came down from North Dakota and took all four of us kids to Williston, North Dakota, 
And uh, we ended up with my dad's girlfriend for a while, and then we ended up in a Seventh-day Adventist home for a little while, and then we ended up living in a garage that had been turned over to like a sleeping room. Uh But uh, our dad abandoned us, and if it wasn't for Uncle Pete and Aunt and Uncle Uncle Pete and Uncle Elton driving from South Dakota to get us, we probably would have been separated in foster homes. But they they get, went from the field and drove all night to come get us. And when we got back to South Dakota, they went right back out in the fields to work. But we were back where we were safe. It's it's interesting because he obviously took you away from his family and then your family went to great lengths to get you all back again. So I can see why you have such a fondness for that side of the family and how they came to get you guys so you wouldn't be uh, separated. Well, I'm thankful that we have Aunt Ginny here again for another. uh, Thanks for that story, Mom. And uh, I'm thankful Mm -hmm. we have Aunt Ginny uh, here again uh, for another Thanksgiving. We were going to go on a cruise, as I told Aunt Ginny later, but we canceled it uh, because I thought, you know, she I wasn't sure she was going to come out again, you know, because traveling is difficult and, you know, so much going on in the world. So I was just really glad she wanted to come and stay with us. So thank you for that, Aunt Ginny. Love you. Love you, too. Love you, Ma. Love you, too. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, we'll have a lovely, yummy Thanksgiving. Thanks always. for the little interview. We always do, Mom. You're a good cook. <laughs> I didn't get this way you go out and cook Good one. Aspen Park is listening to KLTT, the mighty 670. You can support a good cause. One rare find at a time. Make it your weekend tradition to take advantage of the huge discounts at ARC Thrift Stores. Making the decision to do your home goods shopping at ARC Thrift means you're supporting people with developmental and intellectual disabilities. But it also means that you're helping reduce waste, contributing to COVID-19 relief, and giving back to nonprofits serving your local community. By thrifting with ARC, you're shopping frugal and contributing to a generous mission of compassion, belonging, and empowerment for those with developmental and intellectual disabilities. Thrifting at ARC is sustainable shopping that helps pay it forward for people in your community. So take advantage of their awesome weekend discounts every Saturday and enjoy 50% off select merchandise. Visit arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com for information on the latest sales, store location, and hours. Angie Austin here with the good news, along with the good news gals, Michelle Ron and Beatrice Bruno. Welcome to both of you. Michelle with RSV, a little bit of a cough, and Beatrice Bruno walking her 8.9 miles a day or whatever she's doing. Welcome. Oh, wow. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. It's honored to be here. here. Good for you, Miss B. Boy, that's fantastic. Well, as close as it is right now, I'm not going outside. I, I walk in my room, I do my side straddle hops and jumping jacks and my push-ups and um, I, I stay right here um, in my room because it's just too cold out there. And I'm not going to the gym. I'm not into the gym. You know, Maybe I you walk, walk the mall. Oh, walk the mall. That's not a good yeah. idea. That's a good idea. There's a lot of mall walkers, Beatrice. Have you ever right. seen that? 
Yeah, I've seen that, and I've just got to go and check out Aurora Mall. I haven't been over there for a long while, so I need to check that out and see what's going on and what time they open the doors in the mornings. Yeah, good, I think good, I think good, they good. get them open early for the walkers is pretty funny. Um, they have like little, right. little groups, so I love that idea. I even take my mom sometimes to Walmart or Costco or wherever because she can sure. push the cart because sure. the cart keeps her you know upright and is so sturdy, yep. steady. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Good. Exactly. All right. Well, th- speaking of uh, being thankful to be walking, uh, whether it's inside or out, uh, with Thanksgiving, we have a word of the week from Miss Michelle Ron, which is thankful. <laughs> it is. Yes, ma'am. It sure is. And uh, I mean, you know, we we kind of toss that word around, um, but I think most of us have the same things that we're really thankful for and family and so forth. But I have once a year, this is really my favorite time of year, and I have a thankful gathering, which this year is just a, just involving the neighborhood because we have so many different neighbors that we only see in the summer. And when the cold winter comes, we don't really get to see each other. But anyway, point being, so when I sent out the invitations, um, it's just an evening that they come and we gather, but I want them to be thinking about something unusual or someone unusual for which they're thankful. So they have something in mind when they walk in the door and it, it makes for great conversation and a good way to get to know each other a little bit better. I love that. I love Ooh, that. Thanks. I will say I used to do for, gosh, 11, 11 or 12 years, I had a thankful party where I just invited oh, I, anyone that wanted to come. And being the teacher in me, I would divide them when they walk in the door into groups of five. And hmm. that means that they would be, they would go to the kitchen um, and my daughter would be teaching them how to make a particular hors d'oeuvre for Thanksgiving. Then they would switch. They were 20 minute classes. And then they would switch and go in the master bedroom where my other daughter was showing and, and reviewing a book, usually a children's book, because that was the age uh, most of the guests were as far as being moms. Then they would go down the basement and they would put together the Samaritan's purse boxes um, for that. And let's see, let's see. Oh, came up, came up to the dining room and I have a very dear friend who would teach them a craft. And usually it was like something that they could put on their Thanksgiving table. And the last thing was they would be divided to come to me and we would just talk about Jesus. <laughs> and so it, it was wonderful. And I love doing it. It just has it, my last thankful party, um, I had like 60 people and it just became too much. Wow. I don't have a big house. I don't. Um, and so it, this year I just decided to really narrow it down and do what I can do. And that is with my neighbors. And so that's what we're having as a thankful gathering. Ta-da. I, I don't think I ha- I couldn't do groups of five because I don't even know. I think I might have five friends, so there'd be one group, <laughs> one group going to each going to each station. So that'd be oh, slim no, pickings. No, no. You know, you got to divide them up, though. Is, is that, <laughs> I mean, are you saying they'd all stick together with their friends? Is that what you mean? No, I don't really have a lot of friends, so I couldn't. Oh do. my gosh, you do too. <laughs> oh, acquaintances, gosh. acquaintances, I have lots oh, of. So Beatrice. Right. Uh, this to me, all right, sounds like a dream come true party to go to, but the planning and organization in this thankful party already is giving me a migraine. Like, you got to be a special person to be able to run that show. 
You know, while while Michelle was talking, I was thinking to myself, she does some of the most interesting things. And now that you talk about planning and all that, I'm like, no, that's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, no, I understand that. And and really, you've got to remember, I'm not doing those classes anymore. I mean, I I, yeah. I can't. So this is literally just there. Come my neighbors coming from seven to nine, and we're just going to have food and visit and. And again, gave them one direction and to think of something unusual or someone unusual for mm-hmm. which they're thankful. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So it's much easier. Oh, my gosh. No comparison. Wow. Well, I think um, with with joining you today and talking about Thanksgiving, we always go around the table and talk about what we're thankful for as many uh, mm-hmm. fam- as many families do. And so um, it, it also gets my mom to stop complaining, which is really helpful. <laughs> Whenever yes, we, it is. Yes, it is. We call it the Golden List in honor of Jim uh, Stovall and his grandmother, who made him do the Golden List when he was a teenager. And they told him he was losing his eyesight. He'd come to her to talk about it, and she'd say, "You know, um, we'll do your Golden List, the ten things you're thankful for, and then come back and we'll talk about mm. you know this whole blindness thing." And he said it really mm. got him in the right mindset to see all the things that you know he should be thankful for. And so I wanted to mm-hmm. talk to both of you about some of the things you're thankful for and get other people thinking. So let's start with you, Beatrice. Mm-hmm. You're back in town and you're uh, relaunching Drill Sergeant of Life and you're training yourself and you're training someone else who needed a little fitness boost. What's going on? <laughs> well, you know, I- I'm thankful to be of the, the experience of 63 years Good and girl. Ready Good to girl. 64, you know, and to be able to do the things that I do you know, with my body, walk eight miles or do um, jumping jacks, you know, do 60 jumping jacks, do 65 or 70 push-ups and stuff. Wow. And I'm thankful wow. to be able to do that because I see some of my friends, people that I graduated from high school with in 1976, and they're not able to do stuff like that, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I'm thankful that um, that God allowed me to go into the army because that's where I got this discipline to do what I do mm-hmm. and to, you know, to even be able to implement that in my life now. And of course, my kids look at me like, you still doing that? You, honey, you can do a lot of pushups. And, you know, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you need to get down here beside me and do them, too. You know, right. But right. I, I'm so thankful that that God has allowed me to has preserved my body so that I can do these things and be an example for somebody else. Because like we talked on a couple of shows ago, um, you know, the young man that went and did the the shooting out there in um, St. Louis. Yeah. You know, what if he had had something to be thankful for? Right. You know, mm-hmm. that, that he was he, in him. Yeah, that he expressed mm-hmm. how lonely he was. And um, yes. yes. And what and you both have very well preserved bodies, both of you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And nice look, you. it's the only body we're going to get. <laughs> right, right. We better preserve it. We better preserve right. it. How yeah. about you, Michelle? What are you thankful for? Oh, well, again, my mind has been going along something unusual, unusual because okay. of the discussion with neighbors. So I've been going through um, things of my mom's, and oh, wow. I came across and found um and, and when she passed and went home to Jesus, I just kind of put everything in one or one or two laundry baskets, you know, and, and brought them down. So I, I pulled them out, but I found her diary that she wrote when she was 19 years old. Oh, my goodness. It, it has just been so interesting to read. She grew up on a farm, um, and my dad was on the farm about eight or nine miles away, and they used that they, they 
walked back and forth and just, you know, the form of entertainment was um, to have hot chocolate, which was a real treat that grandma would make or just to walk um, in, in this cold, look, I mean, this is Iowa, and back and forth, and what a joy, and to to see how times were so different, and actually right now I'm reading the book of, um, uh, oh, a, a, the Dictionary of Lost Words, oh. and it takes place, it, yeah, it's so interesting because it takes place in the late 17, uh, 1800s, and um, the position of a woman. And suffrage was just coming around. And you know, we don't think about what's gone before us to make us be so fortunate to live in a country where we do. And again, with the past week of um, uh, politics and so forth, if, if one, in this B, you've been to other countries where you've seen what it's like not to live mm-hmm. in a democracy. And gosh, if all of us could visit something mm-hmm. like that, our appreciation would be so much more expanded. Um, so anyway, that's been interesting. I think um, I think for me, uh, when I think about being thankful, uh, I don't know that it'll be, you know, like unique or anything like that. But in terms of thankfulness, I think about, you know, that all the kids are healthy and they're all in school. Yeah. They're doing well and they're making mm-hmm. really good athletic teams, which teaches them a lot about grit and discipline because they're mm-hmm. uh, working out so hard. Um, Faith's going to be on three basketball teams just for a little while because she made two. One's kind of ending, one's starting, and then she's got her school team and then hope um made a really top high-end um uh volleyball team a club team where she's going to travel a lot and they have their matching uniforms and they fly together and stay together and then uh and she got recruited by the owner of the volleyball club and it's her team um that she's on and then uh she just uh is doing time trials for the swim team and it looks like she'll make varsity and she's 15 so that's good and then mm-hmm. Riley's playing his baseball and running his business. So I'm very thankful they're so hardworking. Uh, but it reminds me a lot of their dad, who I, I thought about it because, you know, he's out of town for a few days. And not only does that guy work nine or ten hours a day, and he's the only one in the office that goes in five days a week. Uh, the other founders come in once a week of the three of them. He mm-hmm. goes in every day. And then he's the only none of the I don't think any of the employees come in five days a week. They usually there's kind of a little like maybe three days and some come one day. But any Anyway, he's in there working his hours and he just doesn't have like the ability to slack. He can't he can't be a slacker. So I'll say like, well, why Mm -hmm. can't we do this this day? Or why why don't you stay home and do blah, blah, blah. And he just doesn't have it in him. And sometimes I'll be like, well, but you he's like, that's just how I am. I just I can't, Mm -hmm. you know, if other people are slacking, I'm not going to slack. That's not who I am. But Uh, I thought about how lucky I am because at night there's a lot of things going on and there's a lot of locations like tonight there's three different events to be at and then I have to pick up Mm -hmm. my aunt at the airport tomorrow and I have all of my interviews and my mom has physical therapy and the kids have shots and cleanings and one's getting the braces off and I thought oh my gosh if I didn't have my husband here's what he says to me send me a text and just tell me where I need to be. And so <laughs> wherever wherever yeah. I need him to go, I mean, he is not lazy. He can have a 10, 12-hour day. I can say, well, you got to be downtown, and it's an hour drive. And, um, you know, he's going to be there for three hours, and he just says, tell me where to go. He never complains. Amen. Did he grow up with that, with that um, instilling in him? How do you think that happened, Dandy? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. His parents yeah. are okay. so hardworking, always early, yeah. great, you know, work ethic, just 
really good, solid people. When a job is done, is you never do it. Like when he does something in her house, he doesn't start a new project till one's done and it's hey. done yeah. at an A plus. You know, it's not, there's no slacking mm-hmm. whatsoever. All right, mm-hmm. we're almost mm-hmm. out of time. I want to make sure that everyone comes up with their gratitude list, their thankful list for Thanksgiving and maybe go around the table. That's a wonderful thing to do. Reach out to someone who's lonely and Beatrice, okay. if they want to reach you for speaking or working out, how do they reach you? Beatrice at drillsergeantoflife.com. Michelle, I saw you just had a great speaking event. People were complimenting you on your topic. So oh, how can people reach you? Uh, Michelle at michellearon.com. I'm thankful for both of you. I forgot that. Oh, I'm bless you. We you. are too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM 670 KLTT.